0: There are certain rules how the world works, and there are ways how we have been doing things all our life. We take a dive into the alternate perspective. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spill the Tea podcast, where we challenge the conventional by sharing a cup of tea with our guests. It's Keisha again this time, taking over our virtual studio here at Spill the Tea. Hope everyone is enjoying the first few weeks of March so far. With fewer restrictions implemented by the government, I've been dining in and hiking more during the weekend. So, it's been refreshing and it's good to witness nature life again. Now, we have some special guests joining me today. First, we have my usual co-host, Bibi.
1: Hey, hi, Kisha.
0: Hi, Bibi. Thanks for joining me again. Pleasure. And, of course, the next one, we have mental health advocate and aspiring artist, Cindy.
1: Hello,
2: Keisha. Nice to meet you and BB as well. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's my first oh, time. Oh, you're most welcome.
1: Yeah, most welcome, Cindy. Nice to have you here.
2: Yes, be gentle with me. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're so excited to have you here. Well, our audience knows a bit about BB already. So, Cindy, why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Oh, sure, sure. Glad to. I'm a mental health advocate like you said. So I'm actually, uh, I've been um, moving to jobs to jobs basically working as a mental health advocate. I've worked in a private clinic before and I've also currently working at a mental health NGO. Just uh, helping wherever help is needed, really, because of my uh, interest in my career in mental health as well. And I guess I'm also an inspiring artist, like you said, because I'm also trying to actively uh, paint uh, quite a lot. I'm hoping to maybe get a studio or a gallery soon in the future, but oh well, I see wh- uh, we'll see what the future brings.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Uh, And thank you so much for your short and sweet uh, introduction, Cindy. And I hope one day maybe our audience will get to see your work soon. So this episode will be special because we will be discussing more about something that is closer to my heart. And probably something that you already heard from your HR or from social media. Yes, celebrating women's achievement and raising awareness about women's equality. Yes, you guessed it right. It's about International Women's Day. So, marked annually on March 8th, International Women's Day is one of the most important days globally, and it has occurred for well over a century with the first gathering held in 1911 in Austria, Denmark, Germany and Switzerland. More than one million women and men attended these rallies campaigning for women's right to work, vote, to hold public office and end discrimination. So it is amazing how far we've come and continue to witness significant changes and shift in both women's and society's thoughts about women's equality and emancipation. So given the theme of this year's International Women's Day, Choose to Challenge, we will discuss with our guests on what they will commit and choose to challenge. Bibi, why don't you start first? What do you choose to challenge?
1: You know, like if I think of it, I would like to choose to challenge the limiting labels and and beliefs of the society. Uh, You know, I can I can keep on going. I can I can keep talking about it. However, just to give a context, you know, an example, we talk about the word power. Uh, Power has no gender. Yet, we tend to associate power with something masculine. So probably, you know, that is something which I would like to uh, choose to challenge the limiting uh, labels.
0: All right. Uh, when you talk about labels and beliefs, do you mean stereotypes as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, let me let me give you an example. See, out of my 12 years of professional uh, work life right now, uh, until now, I had a chance to have women managers for the... 10 years and all of them and even my current boss is powerful in their own ways and uh, you know I have seen and do see now the power in them through the clarity of thoughts they have the learnings I get from them the growth I uh, get in my own career uh, through their leadership style so you see I mean that's that's what power is which is not always to do with something dangerous things or you know to do with gender so yes that's that's one stereotype which i would like to challenge
0: thanks for elaborating and some nice points there bb and the fact that you have women managers uh, almost your entire career is really really refreshing i think for my point of view every woman have at least uh, once faced this typical stereotype labeling so for example being called bossy just because you have an ambition or underestimate our achievement just because they said that we have an advantage as a woman. You know, I've heard some stories, but I've been fortunate to be part of an industry that is very inclusive for many years and one that treats people with actually the respect that they deserve. So Cindy, from your side, since you talk a lot to, you know, clients and probably uh, from your industry, there's probably some insights as well. What gender-specific challenges, stereotypes, or barriers have you had to overcome during your career? Or do you have any stories from your side?
2: Uh, Yes, Keisha. Um, I would say there's not much uh, barriers in terms of my particular career in mental health. Because uh, I'm quite fortunate that uh, the mental health scene, at least uh, in Malaysia currently, it's uh, pretty much dominated by women. So there's uh, not much of a barrier there. It's actually quite almost 100% women with the occasional of uh, some guys being uh, counselors and such. But yeah, I do have something that I still want to challenge. And this is something that I guess um, was kind of, it came to me uh, inspired uh, when I was watching a particular show. I'm not sure if uh, you or any of the listeners out there know there's a TV series called the good doctor so it's just basically you know the, the life of uh, surgeons and how they work through housemanship and to you know achieve their goals of being great surgeons one day in a uh, really reputable hospitals so basically in this one particular episode they spoke about a houseman surgeon she was actually challenging one of the senior doctors and they were both women and the senior doctor Actually told her Like you know Like in this Like real, uh, She's faced a lot of Like um, Barriers And stereotypes And always been Looked down by a lot Of the senior male doctors Just because Male doctors were, For some reason Seem to be The most superior Or the most powerful In the, the surgeon scene So she mm-hmm. spoke Of how she had to deal With a lot of that Between uh, a lot of uh, Male doctors So there There shouldn't be Any more extra conflict Between us women mm-hmm. So I found that particularly uh, interesting and then I realized that as well that I do see from some of my experiences that you know there have been women who do actually you know see each other as enemies in uh, particular career scenes so I was pretty uh, you know inspired by that show and as well just realized from personal experience that I have actually seen it before but I think it just came to more attention and got a bit more highlighted since it was international uh, women's
0: Day. Wow! Thank you so much, Cindy, for sharing that story. And Bibi, do you have any insights uh, that you would like to add to Cindy's story? There,
1: uh, you know, like uh, she, uh, Cindy, Cindy mentioned it, right? You know, the thing which she would like to challenge now. I have a very uh, different opinion because you know we we talk about equality now, uh, and I, I'm sure you know, Kisha, that was something which you wanted to probably ask us. Now we have to we have to understand what equality we are uh, talking about today when we are celebrating International Women's Day, and let let's let's talk about it more. You know, so I would like to get uh, Cindy's views and your views also on this topic of equality for women.
0: Well, of course, for equality itself, it's a general thing, but why it focuses more during this day is because, uh, you know, how we've been treated, how we've been challenged throughout the years. And, you know, recently there are topics about gender pay gap, even, you know, mistreatment in a company and how it has affected women mentally. So... I thought, you know, for us to change there, there has to be a law about it. But then that's actually not true because it has happened. We have we actually haven't achieved equality despite legislation in place regarding our pay. And you know, attitudes have changed dramatically in the space of one generation. But you know, some of us remain deeply embedded in our tradition and cultures. So it's it's really hard to say because equality yeah. cuts both right. ways. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, I agree. In that sense, um, talking about equality, I generally don't, uh, this is just my point of view with like, equality in general. It's actually, I don't think that there should be something you know called equality or like uh, like very supportive of uh, feminism and such like to me equality shouldn't exist in that way because if say for example okay if like you talked about the uh, the gender pay gap correct Mm -hmm. so um, you said that uh, so for example if a man and a woman they did the same job and assuming that they produce the same high quality standards of work the guy gets paid more and the woman gets paid less Mm-hmm. So in to me, that's not inequality. That's actually just morally wrong because, you know, you, you just don't treat someone who did the same thing, you know, in a different way or like, you know, they both deserve the same deserve the same kind of reward because they both put in the hard work. They both de- delivered, you know, quality work in the time span that they were required to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just wrong that they're not being treated the same. It's like it's I yeah. think it's only quite a prominent to people that you know it's like a gender equality thing is because you know that was the that was the difference that people could see up front. Like one was a guy, one was a girl. So that was basically yep. what people saw. It was like it was the easiest thing to observe, it was the most straightforward conclusion to jump to. But to me, I would say that's not it. It's just plain wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's just gender that's something that you can see. At face value straight away (laughs) so it's just the easiest thing to point out
1: I I will so much support that Cindy what you just said in fact you know I follow this gentleman uh, named uh, Jordan Peterson who's a Canadian clinical psychologist and, and a sociologist so his views I mean I just love his views especially in this topic you know when we are talking about equal pay his views are like, you know, it's not just that, you know, the, it, it, it doesn't has to do with sex always, that, you know, a man gets paid more or a, a woman gets paid less. I mean, I have never seen that, but I won't disagree to that state statement also uh, completely. Now, what he says, and that's very interesting, that women, they are more compassionate. And when you are more compassionate, you are more agreeing, you know, agreeable. So because of your agreeable nature, maybe, uh, you know, you agree to uh, what is offered to you and you don't negotiate. I, I think, I think that's a very interesting analogy and, and Probably, you know, if we think maybe, I mean, I'm not saying that that's that's hundred percent, ten percent right, but maybe that's that's one reason. And I completely agree uh, to your views that it's it's morally wrong. I mean, it's it's not it doesn't have to do with sex, but it's morally wrong.
0: And you know, back to you saying that women are agreeable, it goes back to your point right BB, which is you know that stereotype point that you made great points from both of you by and- the
1: way uh, Keisha I should I should tell you this that I I myself I am very agreeable so <laughs> you know so oh. I- I- yeah
0: (laughs) so this is why you choose the stereotype uh point okay then maybe that makes sense (laughs) you know what we forget is that we need uh you know we always see that companies include equality and diversity and inclusion in their objectives and even their vision and mission but what we forget is that we need to empower from within ourselves also which is the mind Uh, and your thought this comes back to that point you made which is being agreeable so for international women's day i choose to challenge any thoughts that fuel senses of inadequacies that feeling of like oh my god i'm not enough because i'm a woman so i Mm. have to prove more the gender confidence gap is debatable but it's real like i have been there and it happens in every situation not only at work but for simple things like interviewing for a job Getting a place in a restaurant, or even our ability to, you know, do a test. And while not all women uh, like the confidence to achieve what they want or change what they don't, uh, many do. And you know, there's even a study that I read about it done by HP that men are more comfortable applying for a job with only six out of ten criteria, compared to women who want to have a tick in every all of those ten boxes. So it's kind of sad that we doubt ourselves so much. And this just shows how women judge themselves more harshly, partly because, you know, of that judgment made by other people that we are agreeable or uh, we want to press the recruiters all the time. Maybe that's part, part of the reason as well. And there are several factors why women tend to Doubt themselves uh, more and back themselves less. So the first one is a lack of strong and visible role models specifically in science, technology, engineering, and mathematic fields, right? And the second one is, I think you'll like this, Bibi, because this goes back to your stereotype point, is uh, risking the backlash effect for out, uh, for acting outside the traditional female caretaker role.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do agree <laughs> to that. <time. laughs> I mean, uh, see, uh, we, we started off uh, with this point of pay gap you know and I mentioned that it's not just uh, uh not just has to do with some someone's uh, sex I mean whether you're a man or a woman but you know we also have to consider uh, when we talk about equality not just pay equality we also have to uh, consider the differences and by differences uh, just to you know carry with your point I would say uh, Kisha like like biological differences. Why does that uh, pay gap happens? I mean, I can talk about uh, from my own personal experience. I mean, uh, my wife, when we had a kid, uh, my daughter was uh, seven years now, she had to take break in her career. Now, when she uh, goes back to the job, obviously, you know, she has missed in a lot of years. So, you know, if, if there is lesser pay for her, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not uh, kind of judging anything, but maybe it has to do with the with the gap she has, and that's what biological difference is, you know, mm-hmm. in my experience. Yeah.
0: And to add on to my point as well, you know, that traditional female caretaker role perception, it also it's not only us, but it triggers that mm, subconsciously project sexist ideas as well. So, for example, like. If you think of a manager, then you will think of male straight away, gender norms. And it's hardly surprising that many women struggle to embrace basically their unique feminine leadership strength. So that is why, you know, I listen to a lot of videos, a lot lot of podcasts. That is why so many incredibly accomplished and talented women struggle with imposter syndrome, uh, you know, from celebrities to CEO as well. So one of the most interesting articles that I came across was this uh, engineer or literally a rocket scientist in NASA called Maureen Zapala. So for 13 years, she, she was already reaching mid-level management position in NASA. But then she always have self-doubt at the back of her mind. So she said that for years, she thought that NASA only hired her because they needed women, which means that they needed like a you know diversity portfolio in their employees or something. She felt underqualified and over in her head. Then she had to work long hours to try to prove herself. And she was afraid to ask for help because she thought if NASA thinks she's smart, then she won't ask anyone to help her. And at the end she still got she still gets promoted, but then she always have this self doubt at the back of her mind. So it's it's really you know crazy to think that um, how society perceives you actually affect your mental health in working. So I would like to know Cindy's uh, point of view here, since she's a mental health advocate. Why do you think that accomplished or talented women struggle with uh, imposter syndrome when they're already achieved so much in their lives?
2: Yeah, I, that's also something that I hear and I see. Quite a lot as well that people have been talking about. I mean, like, uh, like what, like what you you both like mentioned uh, before that you know pretty much everything, like all the stereotypes that exist right now, uh, with gen- related to gender, basically all goes back to you know. Like very olden times, like when they always view women as always like, you know, the caretaker or the one who stays at home or the one who should be the only one in the kitchen. So those kind of stereotypes that build up over the years, along with what you've mentioned before, the lack of role models out there that actually dare to break that barrier and go beyond and do things that other, other women wouldn't normally do because they've been so fixated on the norm because also uh, um we as you know as humans we are a very social species so we pretty much you know once the norm has been established it will take pretty much quite quite some time and quite a lot of evolution for us to change these ideas which we have been so deeply embedded like always like, you know, told to follow by society whether it's by our upbringing so I would say that really for all those role models out there who exist right now it's really something, they really are something special because they have that spark in them or something special in them that really pushes them to you know break that ceiling that's been blocking most people from advancing
0: Thanks for sharing, uh, Cindy. It's, you know, it's very important to understand your professional point of view as well, because it's it's not something that only one person mentioned, but many people have mentioned as well. And to go back to your point uh, regarding the role models, I agree we need to proactively go out of our way to lift other women up and to challenge how they see themselves, how they speak about themselves and what they see as possible for themselves. That's why role models uh, are very important, like, like what you have suggested. You know, for example, my role model uh, since young has always been my mom. And of course, I'm a Harry Potter fan. So it's Emma Watson. Because, you know, she focuses on female empowerment and promoting education equality globally, which actually inspired Malala too. Oh my God, like, Those two women are like, yes. And you know, all out
2: powerful.
0: (laughs) I know, right? And it's absurd to think that, you know, some females still do not have any access to education these days. And because of that, she even inspired me to be an education advocate as well. That's why my first job after high school, was a teacher, um, actually a kindergarten teacher. And it's partly because of that, because we see a role model. So I hope by now that we have seen progress or now that we have seen more opportunities for women, then we can create a better role models. And I hope in the future, it will be better as well. So my question for both of you, who are your role models? And has she inspired uh, you or your career path as well?
2: If we're talking about role models, I guess, who are women, honestly, I don't really have a set one role model, which like, you know, I'm like super, super really into, like, you know, like, oh, I will be like, uh, you will be always serve as a reminder to me, like till the end of time. Not really. I feel like, um, okay, in, in the sense that because I'm also, uh, I've been also trying to pursue a career in mental health in the long run. So actually, because this um, this career path as well is pretty much uh, dominated by women currently, at least uh, in Malaysia, that I can say quite comfortably, I would say that there are uh, some certain therapists, but uh, specifically clinical psychologists and counselors that I've met, um, you know, while working uh, these all these years, they really sort of. Um, fueled me with a lot of inspiration and motivation. In fact, uh, this is just like uh, something uh, quite interesting to share with everyone here. Actually, I have also seen a therapist myself before and my therapist was a woman, yay. But yes, uh, my therapist, um, she was a really, really incredible. You know, She really did empower me to another level and in quite record breaking time as well, under two hours. So I would say that like my role models right now are just currently a a few of um, clinical psychologists and counselors here and they're like, I don't believe that, you know, one person has to achieve something quite big as an Emma Watson and to like, you know, to be considered like, you know, all powerful women, like, you know, that everyone should respect. To me, like women like this, they exist, uh, you know, everywhere in everyday life. Like I see a woman doing something as kind as, you know, helping someone pick up something they drop along the road. That to me is a hero. I see a woman that, you know, goes around helping children like uh, walk across the road carefully or just, you know, having to have that enough of altruism in them to you know be considerate of another's life and that to me is also another hero so these heroes are basically all like they're everywhere they're all around us so i would say that as long as i've witnessed or heard something of that someone did that does good to other people to me you're already a hero and you're automatically one of my idols already that i respect
1: (laughs) Such such lovely points, uh, Cindy. In fact, okay. So, see, power has no gender. Leadership has no gender. Role models has no gender. So, mm-hmm. but since you have asked uh, this question, mm-hmm. and you know there are so so many incredible women, and I told you that you know I I I have learned in my career from my bosses. Ten years uh, I have worked with uh, a woman managers. So I have so many experiences now. But I'll you know however I'll I'll share this recent. Uh, Uh, inspiration I would say uh, of this uh, lady an American author who visited all the countries solo you know even North Korea and it took her about 18 months to visit all the countries by herself. So I would say uh, and you can you can google her You, you can she's a YouTuber by the name Casey uh Picol. She is uh inspiring. I mean, uh when I when I read her blogs or watch her videos that you know she visited uh over a period of one and a half year to all uh the countries on this planet, that's that's uh some some inspiration for me.
0: Exactly. And if you think about it, maybe like 10 years ago, if you, a woman traveling around the world solo, I think that's something that people think, what really she can do that? Like it's it's, it's something like people will not will never even think about. So it's great that, you know, we have YouTubers or even bloggers who, you know, always challenge the conventional, like what spill the tea is all about because eventually it will change how we think as well as a society and also right. maybe open up to any opportunities. So my question mm-hmm. for both of you, what progress have you seen on women, peace and security? You know,
1: what. I, I have seen significant progress and, and I'm, I'm not saying that there is no work to be done. Just as an example, uh, since, you know, if we can we can talk with example, you, you look at the Scandinavian countries. We started with this topic about gender uh, pay gap and inequality. Uh, so Scandinavian countries, they have achieved this. Mm-hmm. and they have managed to achieve this and and uh, slowly the world is catching up i mean personally i have never experienced this pay gap because i was also lucky to you know always uh, work in an environment where there was no differences mm-hmm. and there was uh, uh, equality and you know what there's, there's an interesting uh, interesting context to it to achieve uh, you know to help achieve i'm, I'm talking about iceland there's this This minister, who was uh, the social affairs and equality minister, Thorsten uh, Wiglundsen, I would say if I pronounce it correctly, he actually helped, you know, Iceland to achieve this. So there is a lot of work to be done. This is just an an example. But it's not just women who can do it. Men, women, together, we can uh, create a lot of difference.
0: Exactly. We've seen Scandinavian countries like Denmark. Norway and Iceland, they are doing it step by step. So eventually, I think every country will have to catch up because they want a better quality of life. But then the downside, of course, I'm not sure whether it's really a downside because we're already paying taxes anyway. If that happens, taxes are going to be high. So, you know, there's always (laughs) pros and cons, but eventually we will see a difference. And from BB's side, I know this is all um, our, we have discussed a lot about women and about equality so far. And I just want to ask from your point of view, what can men do to help to achieve equality or basically, you know, create more awareness about this whole topic and idea?
2: I think I can take that one. Uh, So how can men help? I guess in a sense, maybe just being more mindful in general. I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, like uh, like I said, because like I said with BD before, like we both agreed on like, we don't really believe that there's something called equality. Like we just think that it's just um, morally wrong. So I guess um, what we can just do as a whole man and woman is that we can just all be like, you know, more um, more mindful, more aware of what we're doing and how it can affect others and how big it can cause a difference in someone's lives. And also, honestly, uh, just a personal opinion, but I feel like um, the gender pay gap thing should not have happened. I mean, it already happened, but I don't think it should because it's pretty much kind of eating into common sense. I mean, if you do the work the same, you should be paid the same regardless, uh, you know, who uh, what gender you are, or which kind of background you come from. But yeah, I would say just everyone, you know, being more mindful. I mean, having a good, a good relationship, a good scenario to have an ideal world, it always has to be a two-way street. It cannot be, you know, one-way street only because you need effort from both sides. So I guess the, the sort of path to the ideal world is still that we should always work together and always be mindful of each other we after all are the same and we live on the same earth so why shouldn't we all be treated the same you know exactly
0: exactly but sadly not many people understand that so I
1: hope not. Yeah, yet. soon, soon. <laughs> I like that point, uh, Cindy just ma- made to be uh, mindful. Uh, now, uh, you know, uh, what men ha- uh, can do is, uh, like I said, uh, I choose to challenge the limiting labels, and that starts in every context, actually. And I'll, I'll give an example. I don't know if you guys have heard that. I have heard that. Don't cry like a girl. I mean, come oh on! What, God. what's, what, what, what do you mean by uh, that? So that is that's where you know the change will start. That's one point, mm-hmm. and the and the second point is this: this pandemic has been very hard for a working women because you know mm-hmm. children can't go to daycare; they have to take care of the children, and mm-hmm. obviously there is no concept of shared parenting in many parts of the world, uh, even in uh, Asia, and. unfortunately so so Mm. what I felt is that you know and and you have been uh, looking at uh, many uh, news that you know men are helping uh, spouses their wives in kitchen and all there is a sudden shift that happened you know Uh, Mm. I feel that I'm not helping my wife I'm just doing my own household work which is even if I cook something or cut the vegetables or you know take part uh, you know in the kitchen activities or uh, you know take care of my daughter I I don't think I'm helping her I think I'm doing my own household chores so so what I'm trying to say is that I'm mindful about that and it starts Mm -hmm. with that mental shift that it's not about helping your uh, wives your sister your mother but actually doing the simple tasks uh, so that's my point. I
2: wanted to add as well. Like, I, I feel like what you brought up was actually quite interesting because of a personal experience as well. So um, I know uh, these two friends, so their husband and wife, they got married quite recently. And I think that, um, I mean, it's it's quite an understatement to say that this pandemic has really caused a change in everyone, just a shift in social dynamics and such. Yeah. So there was one time that my friend was, she was just you know doing her usual house chores, doing the cooking, doing such, and then the husband like working from home and such. he since he didn't have much to do, so he just looked over. He's just like, oh, what are you doing? She's like, um, I'm just like you know cutting up vegetables. Do you want to help? And he's like, oh yeah, sure. And then you know like day by day this goes on, and then eventually it becomes something like a daily routine and then one day uh, we were talking and he just sort of like had a self-reflection moment he's like oh you know i didn't realize but i feel like i've been helping around the house a bit more often you know and and then my friend was just like yeah i mean you should be doing that honestly (laughs) but you know like it's it's caused a lot of change and i mean aside from the pandemic like um what we discussed about earlier being any you know change or progress in terms of you know women and peace and security it's quite um it's quite reassuring to see that actually like i don't know if you noticed but i noticed this uh on my own that um all the newer the 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 latest generations they've really like um i've noticed quite a change in their sort of um the stereotypes don't stick as hard anymore as back Mm -hmm. when we were kids and you know a lot of them have like tried to step up a lot more compared to you know when we were at our generation and a lot of their ideas even to you know like um, traditional generations like our parents and grandparents they think that you know oh this is absurd you know like mm-hmm. what are you trying to do this is not normal and that you should be like this you should be traditional so i guess it's reassuring that you know as a generation as a whole they're trying to break this barrier and also they have a lot of the support from a lot of our you know Uh, great women representatives like Michelle Obama and a lot of like Emma Watson and all these are great you know advocates for equality and such so I think it's pretty great you know like we're definitely progressing Uh, like uh, Bibi mentioned there's always room to improve but hey you know Progress, uh, mm-hmm. even a bit, should be you know applauded, should be recognized, of course. It should
0: be celebrated. Yeah. I agree. I mean, uh, progress is better than no progress at all. So I hope mm-hmm. that we can see a major change difference soon. And obviously, I mean, like what you said, the pandemic has changed a lot. So I hope that mm-hmm. accelerate that change as well. Who knows? So I'm excited yeah. for that. So we've talked a lot about work, and for BB, he shared that he was managed by women as well. So I wanted to ask more about that for to both of you. How can we create workplaces that encourages more gender diversification? And thoughts.
1: To answer that question, Keisha, uh, I think by talking about it. By uh, supporting each other, men and women, and just I I remember Cindy uh, spoke about this point of being mindful. I think it's it's very important uh, to be mindful of the thoughts coming from everyone, irrespective of uh, their gender. So it starts okay. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, if, if we just if we just do that, that one simple thing of being mindful of respecting each other's. Uh, uh, thoughts irrespective of the gender of seniority or of your age or or whatever your belief is so mm, i think uh, that, that's the start yeah uh,
2: yeah I, I totally agree with bb's point like uh, i'm just gonna use sports as an example because i'm also quite a fan of sports so like um being part of a company being part of a team regardless what it is it's basically like a, you know being part of a sports team like a basketball team like you know you have to work together to make sure you get you all work towards the results you want to achieve. And in being mindful, it's like team members talking to each other, constantly communicating, you know? Like that is um what I feel like will actually create less of these uh, gender equality sort of problems between, you know, and then we can help each other progress as a team itself. Like being in a company is kind of like being a family, a team. Yeah. Basically, you know, you are under one whole unit. So why not work as a unit? You know, like what you exactly. said, like being mindful and always helping each other out, you know. I mean, in the end, I mean, talking realistically, if you all, if everyone works well in a company. Mm. I mean, everyone is rewarded. So why not? Creates uh, such a a happy, healthy sort of a workplace relationship that also contributes really to how much people can be motivated and always uh, stay focused to always perform their best at work.
0: I completely agree because when you do this, when the first one that Bibi mentioned is creating awareness and then for Mm. Cindy, it's creating that sense of community as well. This also Mm -hmm. affects the culture of the company. And most of the time for employees, Obviously, their priority will be, you know, the salary, right? But culture affects mm-hmm. as well. It affects how long you will stay in that company as well. Because, uh, you know, you will be you will feel happy going to work. And then especially if work-life balance is added, then that's also, mm-hmm. you know, a, a good excuse for the employee to stay as well. So I hope you can see, see that in the future. Of course, we've been talking about our role as a woman, the trends that we see. And of course, I have to go back to our original topic, International Women's Day. So, to both of you, what does International Women's Day mean to you?
1: I think uh, both International Women's Day and uh, International Men's Day uh, that we celebrate in November are some special uh, days where we remind ourselves, one, that we don't need validations to prove ourselves. Two, you know, uh, it's about uh, supporting each other, you know, feeling the feeling of inclusiveness by supporting each other. And, and third is that uh, there are stereotypes, uh, regardless whatever, how, how much progressive we become. And uh, it's, it's about, uh, you know, just, just going back, taking two steps back and thinking about them and then challenging uh, those stereotypes, uh, which will obviously make... Our workplace, our homes, our lives—more uh, beautiful. So, that said, yeah, whether International Women's Day or International Men's Day, it's about going back to the whiteboard and thinking about these three uh, points.
2: Yeah, actually, VVSL uh, as well, I mean, uh, before I actually go on to answer, you know, the big question for today, I just want to point out that what BB said was, uh, I-, I absolutely agree. Like, you know, stereotypes will exist regardless. You know what happens in the future, I think it will still stick. But there is a difference between just, you know, hearing and saying the stereotype, like there's a difference between actually acting on it. Acting on it, I think, is, you know, what really reinforces the stereotype and continues to make it stick as as long as it'll exist. But yes, International Women's Day. I'll be honest, I'm not much of a celebrator in general, but I guess uh, International Women's Day would, Pretty much to me, be marked as a day where we basically you know take a look back uh, ever since the last International Women's Day, to you know really reflect and point out and really you know uh, give a lot of attention and highlight to the particular woman who have made you know the world a better place. I mean every I mean you know everyone is a hero like I said before. You know everyone makes. And any you know act, uh, act of kindness would make this world a better place. But to those you know who really really achieved it uh, in the sense of like you know global and worldwide kind of um, sort of effect and contribution, like to those women, it would be a day of celebration to remind all of us that, you know, that we can be women like that, we can contribute. It doesn't have to be big, but any sort of, you know, contribution towards kindness and towards progress in terms of, you know, to try to limit all of these gender related stereotypes and uh, uh, bad stereotypes. I think it's, you know, it's it's definitely a day where we just, like you know, we just clap, you know, we just give, give ourselves a pat on the back, we clap for everyone.
0: Yes, I think uh, both of you hit the nail on the head there. It's definitely to celebrate women, but it is all, also to remind ourselves what we can achieve and reflect what was the previous International Women's Day was like. And you know basically just to see the changes uh, on what uh, other people have contributed as well. Thank you guys so much for discussing this topic uh, with me. It is incredible to see how celebrating and in- increasing visibility of women's achievement can help forge equality and hopefully a better future. So for our discussion today, we have chosen three challenges. Challenge more women to back themselves more often. Challenge the limiting labels and stereotypes. And finally, challenge any thoughts that fuel senses of inadequacies. There is no doubt that the rise of women role models across the world increases. Is the awareness of International Women's Day. Thanks again, Cindy and Bibi for sharing your views on this topic. For our listeners there, I hope you learned something new and tell us what are you choosing to challenge? Make sure you follow our Instagram at spill the teapots. And Cindy, would you like to share your social media as well? Where can our listeners find your Instagram?
2: If if you if you must find me somewhere on social media, I guess uh, you can always follow me on at uh, Pang Cindy. So P-A-N-G-S-Y-N-E-E. So if you ever, I don't know, for some reason want to find (laughs) me. But I mean, if you do, like, I'll be more than happy to, you know, find, uh, like connect with you maybe talk more about this and share with me your points and we can maybe also connect on Spill the Tea itself and talk a bit further about this very fascinating, very iconic day.
0: Yes. All right. Thank you, everyone. Make sure to follow Cindy at PangSinE on Instagram. Thanks again and hope you enjoy this episode. Goodbye.